Thank you for visiting 32 Kings Road, hosted by the League Ambassadors. I'm Ambassador Kenny Ken Ken, and it is my pleasure to be here today with my brothers. This is episode two of our 32 Kings Road vodcast, and today we'll be sipping on our weekly drink, uh, discussing some Colts and Jags history as part of our NFL International Series preview. Uh, catching you up on what's current in the NFL and uh, breaking down a little bit of football. Um, as a reminder, you can follow us on our Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at the League AM. Uh, Facebook, the Facebook URL again at the League AM. Actually, there's no at there. There's just the League AM. Uh, visit our website, uh, theleagueam.com. Are you sensing a theme here? Mm-hmm. Um, And lastly, you can subscribe, download, uh, and give us a good rating on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher uh, because our podcast will be uploaded there. Uh, So let's get going with our 32 Kings Road roll call. Yes, sir. Uh, Ambassador Joe, Coach Joe, what you sipping on, brother? (laughs) O-D-B. What? You going to do it again? A skin of the mind, bitter. What you sipping on, man? <laughs> um, defensive tackle Kenny Dwyer for the Detroit Lions. Uh-huh. Um, he got signed this season um, for training camp. He he's getting paid a certain amount. He got a fine for hitting Adrian McCarron. That's eighteen thousand uh-huh. dollars. He made six thousand dollars to be in training camp. <laughs> wow! Wow! Mm. Great job, <laughs> Ambassador Devin. What you sipping on? Well, I'm sipping on this flask, <laughs> and I'm also sipping on Young Thug's album cover. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Red O, what you sipping on, baby? Um, well, I'm sipping on a little tequila, but what I'm gonna talk about is how we were too nice to each other in episode one. So in episode uh. two, I'm gonna set the tone. I got a little bit of something for all of y'all. I'm gonna start with Skinny, aka Hollywood Cole over there, who was he, <laughs> his whole act was like, I'm going solo as soon as I get my chance, and he <laughs> he looks like he speaks in third person, but that's cool. And then we're gonna go to Joe, who was over there with his his horrible impression. I thought this segment was his, a certain his horrible. Time. I, I didn't I didn't interrupt you. His horrible I impression. Paragraph. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Joe's horrible impression of his self. Marina, I'm starting Marina, to cut his I'm mic. starting to doubt. Can we cut his mic right I'm now? starting to doubt. Your whole life story, because that impression of your own childhood this was so football. bad. This is not fair. And then we can go to Devin. Who a lot of mercy. I, I've, been, I've been trying to figure out his Brexit comment for a week. <laughs> and then we're going to jump to his brother, Kevin. Is he mad about the Chiefs who, game? He who must be. was this... quiet as a mouse this whole show, like he wasn't even a part of it. So... And then I got one word for Kenyon, and that's verbose. He was sucking the the oxygen out the room. <laughs> and if you ever say persnickety one more time, <laughs> we are no longer friends. If I could drop the mic, I would. I'm done. Let's go. We're going to have a vote after this. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. How you going to roll in the top <laughs> Oh, uh, everybody! Yo. <laughs> before I before I go to <laughs> look at before I go to Kev, uh, I'm sipping on um, 463 murders so far, uh, on pace to pass the record of 761 in 1997. Um, there have been 2,600 people shot in the city of Chicago. Uh, it touched the sports world actually this week because <clears throat> Dwayne Wade's cousin got shot. And the only thing I want to say is if you are in, if you're living in any inner city in America, uh, please help. So that's what I'm sipping on. Yes, sir. Facts. Kevin, Kevin what you sipping on, man? All lives matter. Kakao, I am sipping on Mr. Rain Dakota, as the streets know him, Dak Prescott, the young wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and that is his real name, Rain. The young wolf. Rain Dakota. His mother was not joking. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I mean, we, we've been talking about him for maybe the last three weeks about, you know, mm-hmm. we see him in the preseason games and we're like, yo, this dude can really play. Like at, at some point, you know, he can fill in for Romo you know, when he retires or if he, you know, if he gets hurt and misses a game. But this past weekend, <laughs> Romo does what Romo does best. Yeah. And he got injured. And now, you know, that time frame for Dak goes from a couple months, maybe a year to tomorrow. Like you're our starting quarterback, so <laughs> immediately. I, so I, I guess I'll pose a question to you guys. I mean, it, it's no question that he can play. Question is, can 
Dallas win with him now and win this season. And Skinny, we know what you think, but <laughs> so we're not going. Everybody got first. something to say about me. <laughs> hey, I know where uh, all you motherfuckers live. All right, <laughs> yeah, damn, you got me cussing on the mic. Well, let me say this real quick. Uh, that shit was planned, Jerry. Oh God, uh, conspiracy. Theory. So we got a conspiracy theory. So yes. we didn't know it. So my thing with 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 Dak is. Um, he is well equipped to start. Everybody, a lot of quarterbacks, they're probably better off sitting and watching. But Dak Prescott is a four-year honor roll at Mississippi State. He's a smart cat. He's accurate. He had a record of 288 passes without an interception. If you can be accurate in this league and you can be smart enough to, to diagnose defenses when you come up to that line, you are a successful quarterback Let's in this talk league. Talk about accuracy, 22 or 37 so far? Man. Oh, 27, 22 or 27. Yeah. yeah. Six touchdowns, no picks. It's the preseason, though. You know, yeah, we, know that, we know that defenses, the defenses are going to get dialed up. Um, they don't have a choice right now. I, honestly, if I was Dallas, you know, looking at the situation and, and before, and, and I had this thought before Romo got hurt, you know, best case scenario for them would be, and, and let's use current situations right now, is, you know, for Romo to come back, whatever their record is, uh, and then get hurt again, say week, week nine, week 10, uh, and then they miss the playoffs. But Dak gets the experience. And then in the draft, they take O.J. Howard to be the predecessor for, or not the predecessor, but the successor to Jason Witten, sure up that tight end spot. You get the, the dope fiend defensive ends back. You got Byron Jones. You got Jalen Smith, who they took in the, in the second round this year, who, had he not had the knee, uh, the knee issues, would have been a top five pick. And now you're ready to go. So the idea being that Dak gets the game experience under his belt. So I think it's it is ultimately a win-win scenario. Jerry and the fans of Dallas probably don't want to hear this because they they have delusions of grandeur about winning the Super Bowl now. But I think him getting game experience I think is the best thing for where that franchise is headed. It also it also adds another element to their offense because he is along with Tebow one of only two players in SEC history to lead their team in rushing yeah. and right. and passing. Yeah. So he's an accurate passer, a pocket quarterback who can run, which is double trouble. Yeah. Like he's not a runner who can pass. He's a passer you, who can Ken, run. Ken, you're talking about long term or next year draft. I mean do you think he can get them to the playoffs this year? I don't. I, no. I, I, I don't think so. I think. No. Well, 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 <laughs> no. We, we know, Skinny. We well, know. What, I, what, I, what I would say is this. I'd say he could be coached to be put in a position to get them to the playoffs. What I mean by that is a heavy emphasis, heavy emphasis on the run game. Zeke. So a lot of Ezekiel Elliott, a lot Ryan of Alfred Hulk. Morris, right? Simplify the playbook for him. Uh, force the defenses to commit to the run so that his passes get easier. He could be, you could scheme so that he could help them this year. But in terms of, you know, let's be honest, like, are we talking about trying to win one playoff game versus winning a Super Bowl, right? Which is what they are on their 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 trajectory is headed to that and to that direction. I w- I will say this: if there were questions about how real Ezekiel Elliott is. Can we ask Cam Chancellor? Because <laughs> he knows. I run that grown man Can we over. ask the, yeah. the, the weed shop he was in while he was on that trip? Because they know. They got his ID. How you he got, got to throw a little paperwork. Skinny, I've been there before. How, how you feel, Skinny? How you, 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 you really, what, do you, what do you think? Eagles fan. We, let's, I mean, yeah, you're an Eagles fan, but we don't want to leave you out. Uh, let me see. Let me, let me attempt to be unbiased. <laughs> uh, I like Dak. Um <clears throat> We, me and you have been talking about him right. leading up to this. Uh, he's starting – at first we were like, he's not throwing people open. Yes. And then as soon as he got up to Seattle, he was like, oh, is, are you for real? You don't think I can throw people open? <laughs> yeah. That throw to J- – both touchdown passes. Yeah. The one to Jason Witten, mm. the one to number 19. Yeah. I forget his name. Bryce Butler. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, he's a cowboy, really. Anyway, so – um. <laughs> I'm actually kind of scared of the fact that Romo won't be playing because <laughs> you know what you're gonna get. Because I I know exactly you know for quarter Romo. Get. It'll it'll be ten and six, and then out of the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy for the entire time. So he's going Romo Romo, right? They're calling Dak, and which is funny to me, Donovan. Yes, uh, I was just gonna, him, I was just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. What do you think that he's a young young? I, I see a lot of it, but also the way they're scheming for him. He's not doing a lot of three step five step it's all like shotgun 
um, run play action. Mm. So they're playing to his strengths because of what he was doing in college. Yeah, but the yeah. difference between him and Donovan is, I bet you, I bet you, uh, I'll bet all the money I have that he knows there's such thing bet. as a tie in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> he does now because Donovan okay. Gnab was the forerunner for that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, there is a rule. Donovan McNabb. There were ties before Donovan McNabb. He's an NFL. You still player. mad about that playoff he, game? You got a lot of hate in your heart. <laughs> Why don't you drink some coffee? What What's wrong with you this morning? Nothing. Uh, he is kind of grumpy. Tone, That's baby. what happened when you let's old. Go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's you do a follow up before we before we jump into our, our our history segment, which is which I'm super excited about. Let's let's do a quick uh, kind of tie in to last week's show where we talked about the blind side with our uh, TLA service announcement. So we can go ahead and run that now. The blind side, an NFL term named for the side of the offensive line that the quarterback is facing away from in the pocket. For right-handed quarterbacks, the left tackle protects their blind side. During his 13-year illustrious Hall of Fame career, Orlando Pace protected the blind side. This message is brought to you by the League Ambassadors. Thank you, Amy. Orlando Pace. Mm, mm, mm. Is there a better is there a better left tackle in the history of the NFL? Don't don't ask the Ravens. Yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. So. Oh God. Jonathan, Ogden, Jonathan Ogden better than Orlando Pace. Yes, he he stayed healthier longer. We'll come. Anthony yes. Munoz. Yep. I was that. Yeah. There you go. Anthony Munoz. I give you that. Orlando Pace is up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so what we want to do, and, and as we've talked about uh, at Nauseam on our website, you know, on our social media posts, you know, this this show is is for anyone that loves football, but particularly for the NFL fans that we hope to create, as well as the NFL fans that are already in place in the UK. And so, what we think would be interesting uh, and, and a kind of a unique aspect to our show is to spend some time delving into the history of the teams that are in the NFL. Um, and so the teams that we're going to start with are the teams that are participating in this year's NFL International Series. Uh, so today we're going to start with the Indianapolis Colts and Jacksonville Jaguars. Kenyon. Yes. Kenyon. Yes. It's Indy. We do not say yeah. the C word on this show. Okay, well, it's I'm a family not, network. I'm not from Baltimore. It's the Indianapolis Colts. It's, it's Indy. You guys can you guys can express how we, you feel in a little bit. <laughs> uh, the game uh, is Week Four, October second, uh, at Wembley Stadium. Um, and so just a little background to, to get to get the conversation going. Both the Colts and the Jags are in the same division, the AFC South. Uh, they both have uh, two young, promising quarterback prospects, uh, the Colts and Andrew Luck, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars and Blake Bortles. Uh, and then a, a fun, interesting fact uh, that I discovered is that in both of their initial seasons, their first seasons, they had the exact same winning percentage of 33%. Uh, but the question that we want to put to the group today and what we're going to tackle is, and this is for both teams, we'll first start with the Colts, is when you think about the history of that franchise, and we'll start with you, uh, uh, Coach Joe, uh, what is the one word that comes to mind? And I have a feeling that you, Devin, and Kevin are probably all going to be <laughs> in the same ballpark with this. But when you think about the history of the, of the Colts franchise, what is the one word that comes to mind? Oh, am I supposed to speak about them? <laughs> okay, cut the camera. Cut to someone else. Like I, I respect your decision, Joe. It's, it's too many of y'all going rogue. Okay, 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 okay. It's too many of y'all. One word. <laughs> yeah. I can't speak about them. Sorry. Pass. Kevin. Thieves. Thieves. Why do you say that? Pillagers. They came in the night and took our team while our babies were asleep. <laughs> it was snowing outside. You mean you were asleep? Hey, hey, Kev. Were you hey, born? I actually wasn't he born, wasn't but born. Kev, <laughs> Kev, <laughs> Kev, <laughs> to touch on what you just said. No, you can't talk. You know, no, listen. You had a chance no, to listen. talk. No, listen. No, listen. You were supposed to say one no, word. Listen. You, you didn't say one word. Listen. Indy. You, you know why we call I it Indy? I do understand. He listen. don't know how to speak when he's supposed to be speaking. Listen. We call him Indy because they came in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> to get out of here. <laughs> Bitches came in the night. Uh, and Ambassador Devin, expound. Well, you, my one word is Mayflower. Mm -hmm. Everybody in Baltimore know about that Mayflower truck. I was four. Mm -hmm. I, n I don't remember the Colts playing, but I remember that damn news segment. Are you mm -hmm. talking about the moving company? Mayflower <laughs> trucks. Yes. 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 Yellow 
Red and <laughs> green. Cap chime yep. in like he was there too. <laughs> it flows through my veins. <laughs> I did, it's in the, the veins. I did have a in his daddy's eye. That was I did it. have an ugly ass Baltimore coach jacket that I was forced to wear from time to time. Mm-hmm. So, so what was the impetus for the move? Like, why, 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 why did they move? What happened? I mean, typically it's it's usually usually when teams relocate, right? It's tied to a stadium. That's exactly why. So yeah, let's it's talk a, about it. It's, it's exactly why. I mean. Looking back on it and, and seeing it from both sides, I, I get it. The, the owner, Mr. Mr. Ursay, whose name we don't speak around here, but for the sake of the show. Just um, Robert he, Ursay. He, he was, uh, he was requesting money from the city of Baltimore to help build a new stadium. Mm-hmm. And this was late 70s, early 80s, so we were fighting heroin. We couldn't afford to <laughs> dedicate money to a new stadium. Right. And um, so the, the city of Baltimore knew that, you know, he was, pl- he was plotting a move, so they, you know, filed petition or some some law in place to, to take domain. ownership eminent domain. to take ownership of the the, the team through eminent domain mm-hmm. and uh mr ursay saw it was coming called the moving vans up <laughs> came and got him in the middle of the night and, I, my, our and it was is, snowing it's not that yeah. they left it's that the way they left they aired it on local television and they kept the name and the uniforms that's yeah. my gripe mm. Is that would you say that's the is that is that is that the the basis of the gripe for for all the fans in Baltimore is, is it's the way they left and yeah. that they basically took the, they took all of like that like you said the uniforms that the, there was no identity change it was yeah. the same they identity kept everything the same. they took everything from us okay but wait 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 you, what's your your turn your current team. We're not the Baltimore Browns we're not though. the Baltimore Browns doesn't matter you stole the team from another yeah, city yeah, are you yeah, listening yeah. to the argument they have their name. Did you not take a team from another city? Did you hear well, what we he changed said? The Answer name. the question. One of you Ravens. Yeah, I just did. If you were listening, did you took a team from another city? So, yeah. so that's karma. You guys are good. You're happy. You won two Super Bowls. For context, they're talking about the Cleveland Browns, uh, who are now the Baltimore Ravens. But uh, Mr. Modell, believe he moved the Cleveland Browns to the uh, to Baltimore, and they became the Baltimore Ravens. But Get you're, over it. But you're saying, Devin, that it's not the same because... Because they, like Kevin said, they, they took everything. I mean, it's so bad that when we play them at home, uh, the home team is the Ravens. Even when we play the Steelers, it says the Steelers. But when we play the Indianapolis football team, it says Indy. Mm-hmm. We don't honor that at we all. don't use that C How word. many Super Bowls did, did uh, Baltimore Colts win? One. Same amount as the Indy football team. So, you, as, so the, the Cleveland Ravens have two, right? No. <laughs> The Baltimore Somebody Ravens. Hit him. The Baltimore Ravens, right? <laughs> How many do the Eagles have? None. Okay. <laughs> so you got two and a half or three or however you want to equate The it. city of Baltimore has three. I want one. And you complaining because some team left and you got two after that. Ambassador Omar. Get over it. Ambassador Omar, what's your word? What's your word? My word is... <laughs> blah. That's more than Joseph. When, when I think of the Colts, uh-huh. I think of boring. <laughs> I don't need to speak they have anymore. Hall of Fame players. Uh-huh. They do. Yep. But they tend to draft or sign the vanilla people like the the like um Peyton Manning he was never Mr. Rah 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 was always middle of the road it could have been Ryan Leaf though (laughs) right even even when you talk about the the coach that won the championship Tony Dungy he was vanilla middle of the road when the when we talk about the the receiver who has no name. Mm. Mm. Marvin Harrison. Don't, don't, no, no. Marvin Harrison. <laughs> He's no, from no. Philadelphia. Harvin Marrison. I didn't say your name. He was a white gun. I don't it, want it, don't, it only shoots one bullet. Look at he me. Who must not I'm looking straight at the camera. I did not say not your miss. name. We didn't say it. I don't want them Someone problems. pray for skinny. Marvin Harrison is Kaiser Sose. <laughs> He's a murderer and he got away with it. He's Kaiser Sose. That means he can get away with mine. He's got a man with many faces. So... But even his personality is real quiet. Mm-hmm. It's and tell us not. They, their, 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 <laughs> their franchise has a history of these. Marshall Falk, he's not over the top. Um, even Eric Dickerson, which, which will probably be their loudest character, is not over the top. They mm-hmm. have a vanilla franchise that wins, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it, when I think of the, the Colts, the, which is funny because the opposite when you have the owner. Who's buck wild? Apparently, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he's also he's also Jim Ur- Jim Ursay. He's also the son of Robert Ursay, mm-hmm. and we know oftentimes the son who is you know you're born with a silver spoon in the mouth. They tend to be the the wild guys. Relatively speaking, though, well, his daddy I, was a drunk and he was a drunk. I mean, he's a drunk. <laughs> so 
I mean, what I said earlier wasn't a mistake. <laughs> Robert was a drunk, and Jim is a drunk, too. Sorry. And uh, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Mr. Harrison, it was not me. As Skinner the Mindbender, what's your one word for the Colts? Uh, quarterback. Okay. Um, I don't think any franchise has been more about their quarterbacks through the generations. Like, teams have other players at different positions, but mm-hmm. you talk about Andrew Luck currently, mm-hmm. who followed mm-hmm. up Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, he put them on the map. Mm-hmm. Like, that stadium's there because of Peyton. Right. But then even going back yep. to uh, Johnny U. Johnny U, baby. The, the golden mm-hmm. arm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know, forget about a Jim Harbaugh as well. Don't forget about a Jeff George either. Don't forget mm. about a Jeff George. Can you talk about Jeff George a little Jeff bit? Jeff George does not like to stay in one place for too long. <laughs> <laughs> he started at Purdue. He said, nah, I'm going to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> it just don't fit right. He was like, let me, let me, let me get this train going before I even get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, Tumbleweed. <laughs> Johnny Yu had four MVPs. Yes. Peyton had five. Yep. Even though he shared one with McNair. Rest Ooh, in peace. Rest in peace. And, uh, you know, Andrew Luck, he's got the chance because he started so early. Mm-hmm. Starting. He can smash all the records Peyton put up. All the records that Breeze is still going after. <laughs> so, you know, what, what's interesting about, about kind of that parallel between Johnny Yu and Andrew Luck. So... You know, remember when Peyton Manning, his, you know, finished, completed his last year there, there was a the big discussion was around whether or not the Colts should keep him. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if, if they should let him walk because they knew that they were going to have the number one pick. They were coming off of their worst season. Peyton was hurt for the whole year. They knew they were going to be the number one pick. Andrew Luck was the unanimous selection. Right. I would say Peyton Manning is still hurt. But go, go ahead. <laughs> and so um, but if you go back to the, the Johnny U era. Okay, Johnny Unitas was actually traded by the Colts to the San Diego Chargers. And there was a hoopla, there was hoopla around that. And what happened after they traded him? And this goes back to the connection between father and son. Robert Ursay, being the owner, ultimately, they're the one that has to make that call. They trade Johnny U, but then immediately after that, they have three consecutive playoff seasons, right? Burt we- Jones. Okay, with, with, exactly, with Burt Jones. So now we fast forward, Peyton Manning. Got to make the same decision. It's a difficult decision. They make the decision to let him walk. They get Andrew Luck. Three straight, three straight playoff. Until last year. Playoff. So there's a so there you know there's that's an interesting bit of symmetry there in that right. when you say that they're about their quarterbacks, they are about their quarterbacks, and clearly they're an organization that understands how important that position is, and they're willing to make the hard choices, the hard decisions. It's so important to them. Yeah. That the year they went one and fifteen mm-hmm. to get Luck. There was huge consideration for Peyton to actually get the MVP, and he didn't play a single snap. That's and uh, Devin, you make a great point. Like because again, it goes back to Peyton. He's that good. He they got Andrew Luck because of him, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is a crazy thing. Like so, no, I, I 100% agree with that. My word, my word for the Colts was extreme. Uh, when you look at the, the the history of the organization, even before the Indianapolis, you know, and Baltimore in the '70s, you know, in the '60s they had a really good run. Mm-hmm. In the '70s, they, there was a lot of success, nine years of, of playoff success, uh, and then you get to the '80s, <laughs> and they had nine consecutive losing seasons yep. from '78 to '87, mm-hmm. and then they had a couple of years where they went to the playoffs, and then through the mid '90s again, a bunch of losses, right? And then Peyton Manning shows up. They go 3-13 and 13 his first year. And then from 2002 to 2011, all they did was win, yeah. right? Highlighted by the Super Bowl win in 2006. Against who? Mm. Damn, it was, the, it was the Chicago Bears. I'm just, I'm an innocent bystander. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it started out well, though. The point, the point of the, but, but to show you how extreme this, this organization really is, in 1991, they were mm. literally one point away from being 0-16. And, and then in 2009, if they had played those starters when they started 14-0, and remember there was a hoopla with Jim Caldwell, yep. you know, he's like, no, we're going to rest our players because they were so fixated on breaking through uh, and beating the Patriots, you know, and they, so they didn't play... They didn't play their starters those last two games. If they had played those two, if they had played their starters in those two games, they would have been sixteen and zero. So you'd have, you, you they were literally <laughs> a finger snap away from being the first team and the only team to be zero and sixteen at one point, and then being sixteen and zero. So for me, when I think about the Colts, that is the word that comes to mind: is 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 extreme differences. 
Hmm. Spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> so. Indy. What's uh, Mr. Glass and um, Bruce Willis? Unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Symmetry. What? Oh. So with the uh, <laughs> with the Jacks, um, with the with the with the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, let's start. Uh, Ambassador Devin, what's your what's your one word when you think about the the Jacksonville Jaguars? They've only been around twenty one uh, years. Twenty one years, mm-hmm. exactly. And so in those twenty one years, what what when you think about that, what, what what comes to mind? Before, okay. Do you want me to expand on that? Please do. Uh, they got a football team before Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Mm. This is like he's not lying. No, nah, uh, no. So they were one of five teams, that, uh, five cities that were finalists to mm-hmm. receive a football team. Mm-hmm. And looking at this list is funny because all five teams now have a football team. But first, it was Jacksonville, and mm-hmm. then um, Charlotte, mm-hmm. which is now the Carolina Panthers. Right. Um, St. Louis. Hmm. Which had one, and now they don't. Now they don't. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. So, um, yeah, Memphis is mm-hmm. one of them. But yeah, before, I mean, uh, we had a football team in our city for thirty years. Didn't have it for twelve. Actually, Indy said that they would, uh, they would speak on our behalf to try and get a football team back. Um, but they got it first. Central, do we know why? Actually, because. You know, uh, getting in, into into Jacksonville's history, they you know the first season they did well as sellouts, but I didn't really start hearing about blackouts until the Jacks became a franchise because the the the, the subsequent years after even living after in LA uh, with San Diego always having blackouts. But I'm talking, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because be, but those yeah these blackouts though a lot of the blackouts that were in in the Southern California market it was it was the TV issue with these it was because no one was showing up to the games, and so it you know Jacks even even now it's a peculiar choice to put an NFL franchise especially in light of those five teams that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, what's your what's your one word for Jacksonville, uh, Omar? Coughlin. Okay. They hired him a year before the franchise was in existence. To he he basically he built the program like if he if it was from scratch. He decided on they had he had a year ahead of time when Charlotte because they came into existence same time. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't hire their first coach until that that preseason when they're about to have a draft. Coughlin had a year ahead of time, mm-hmm. so they got to I think eleven and five in three years. Mm-hmm. They- so you can tell the pre work that they did; they were smart in that. And then he was he was fourteen and two the next year. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't a friend. They weren't an expansion team in two years. They hit the ground they, running. Yes, they hit the ground running, and that was because they hired Coughlin a year early. That's a great point. That actually, so my 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 word for the Jags is underrated. And that's a and a big part of that is sort of that groundwork. But you think about Mark Brunel, who in that in that year that they went fourteen and two had led the league in passing yards. Baby Steve Young. You think about you think about and Mark Brunel was not <laughs> supposed to be the starting quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> was... You think about uh, you think about Jimmy Smith, Keenan McCardell. Omar, was that supposed to be Rob Johnson? Was that another Rob Johnson? No, so it, was it, was Steve Rob Burline, John- right? it was Burline. Steve Burline. Supposed to be Steve Burline. Steve Burline. Yeah. Uh, they you, made a business decision. <laughs> you think about the the receiving tandem of of Jimmy Smith, Keenan, Mark Cardell mm-hmm. in the nineties. That was one of the top receiving tandems there. You think Fred about Taylor. Fred, uh, Taylor. Fred Taylor, Fred yep. Taylor, fragile Fred. Ninety, fragile he, he Fred. still still has the record for the longest. Uh, a rushing touchdown of 90 yards in a playoff game. Mm. You think about that 14 and two season. Even Jack Del Rio, his his first his, mm. his his first well his first mm. couple of years. That's first, Mr. Middle of the Road. Look at his yeah, but the first couple of years Mr. they went the they went 12 and four. That wasn't his first year. I said his first couple of years. That was his second year. They went 12 and four. The first year, right? They went nine and seven, but they were they were an eight. They were an that eight. was still Coughlin's team. <laughs> But the point, the point though, is that I think when you think about Jacksonville, you would assume that they are a franchise or an organization. Even now, you know they're they're disappointing. They're 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 supposed to be on the upswing this year, but they are perpetual losers. Their overall winning percentage is, is like forty percent. But they've had some players and they've had some seasons where they did really well. It's a very underrated Maurice Jones Drew. MJD is, baby UCLA led the, mm. led the led the league in rushing in 2011. Uh, came in as a rookie and was impactful. James Stewart, like 
you know, there is a there's a pretty extensive list where you look at the franchise and it's only been 21 years mm-hmm. where they've had some pretty good success and in fact are, hey, are underrated. Kenya, where did um, Reggie Bush from USC, your, your alma mater, get drafted? Um, so Joe and, <laughs> and where did MJD UCLA where did he get drafted? Who had a better year that year? I'm just wondering. I'm asking. No, you're okay. asking leading questions, which means you're not wondering, which means you know. Yeah, I do know. What's understood doesn't have to be talked about. Right about that. Let's go, Joe. What's your word, baby? Well, I have actually two words. Okay. Still expanding. Talk about that, please. Can we talk about why he gets two words? Yes, because he's, he's the coach. He doesn't follow. Well. The words. Uh... <laughs> I don't I say, follow. Not I as don't I follow do. orders, <laughs> coach, baby. What's your... uh, well, I, I, twenty-one week years, right? That's what we was talking right. about, you know. And they still haven't came to where they need to be. Okay, and that's why I say still expanding. You know, they're 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 not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Omar said, they 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 jumped out early by by hiring Coughlin a year early, but then who himself up. is underrated, by the way? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you know, phenomenal coach. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and they just, they've just been going south. I mean, they're, they're in college. They're, they're in, in Florida, and they're on the top of Florida, but they're going south. You know, it's like <laughs> they need to flip with Miami, you know. Mm-hmm. So at, at the end of the day, it's, they're, they're draft picks. They, they're, they're, they're not keeping them. They're getting rid of them. Like, every, they'll, they'll pick them. They'll lose them after two, three years. Like a Blake Bortles? Yeah. You know, so it – they just they they need to continue. Maybe they need to get back uh, Coughlin. Now that he's un- <laughs> my, see, my thing is after Coughlin, who has a reputation of wearing out players, which you can tell from where he started to where he before he <clears> left, <throat> he wore he wore out that franchise. And after that, the co- the coaching cho- choices weren't always good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're the head of your organization, is is if your leader's bad. It shows up on the field. The the Gene. I will also say that the Gene Smith era as a GM wasn't great either. I I don't remember what draft it was, but in, at the ninth pick, it was one of the memorable moments for me in terms of Mel Kiper. For those of you that don't know, Mel Kiper is the ESPN NFL draft guru. Where is he from? Baltimore. Stand up. Good hair. Real good hair. <laughs> he has great Ga- hair. Calvary Hall. Uh, when High they school. when when Jacksonville took Tyson Alulu at the ninth and the, the ninth pick exactly, and Mel. Mel lost his shit. <laughs> he shit it was like this is a you know, um, but th- that the Gene Smith era was definitely littered with a lot of questionable picks. Kenya, yes. What does Tyson Alulu do? Do what did he do? <laughs> He's a defensive tackle. He was out of Washington, I believe. He we played for Washington. <laughs> That's where he went wrong. They went Pac-12. So we gonna let that corny Joe go? Nah. Well, we, just, we did. We did let it go. Oh we were moving on, it, and you bring it back. And you bring it back. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. Someone needs um, to say something but about to that. your point, Joe, I, I think that they are turning it around, right? Because Dave, the David Caldwell era, again, they've gotten, they've got Blake Bortles, uh, they've drafted uh, Dante Fowler, who, yeah, unfortunately, he, he got injured last year, but has had a, but our council has had a great camp. Jalen Ramsey. What, was their, what were what were their record last year? They were they won five games, so five and eleven. Okay, and yeah. you said you think they're turning it around. Well, have, it takes. It takes. Are you it talking t- about seeing? So after this year, let's say that comment. They had a phenomenal offseason, and they had a great offseason. They had a phenomenal That doesn't mean that they're going to put it together. I'm willing. That's I'm willing to take you up on that. Let's, let's talk about it. Steak let's, dinner. Let's talk about it. Steak dinner, baby. You want a steak dinner. What's yeah. the bet though? What's the bet? <laughs> yeah, what's steak the bet? dinner. What's the no? What's the bet? What do you? What do you? What do How many games? Okay, over under eight and eight. You think they're going to go 8-8? 5-11, 8-8 eight eight? Eight eight is a good jump. I mean, first, well, of, first of all, that is a good jump. Well, well. Which but, is a good okay, from, well, for me, that offseason, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you can't that then. Well, yeah. no. 8-8, eight eight, that's what I think they go. But, oh, but, then, but, but if you take that, by virtue of you taking that position, you're kind of arguing against yourself. Because, again, to go from 5-11 and 11 to 8-8 eight eight is a big jump. And for the moves that they've made, yeah. that's, a, all, that's, a, that's okay. a good move. Well, their defense is going to be good. We're still going to be suspect. Remember the preseason. How are they gonna be good and suspect at the same time? <laughs> Come on, it's the Come same on. thing. Good and suspect. Uh, you can be good. You can. And you, you, can you can be, be good and be suspect. I know this because I've seen defenses <laughs> that's good and no, suspect. That's because you I thought you. they were good, but they really weren't. There's a difference. Because no, I've good, coached on defenses that's good, oh, and they're suspect at the same time. Depending on that, put all the all the way together. 
They're not going to be put all the way together. That's my thought. They're not going to be put all the way together. And um, eight and eight's a stretch. And hopefully they get there for so, the better. So the, if it's a stretch, you go seven and nine, and I say they go better than seven and in, nine. Can we list off who else is in that done. division? Done. Okay, who we got is, it. Done. Who else is in that division? Uh, that's the AFC South. So that's the Colts. We got the Colts. We got mm-hmm. the Titans. Texans. And the Texans. I say Jacksonville wins the division. I'll put a bet on that. Stay game. Okay. And how about I say the Texans win it? Okay. We got side bets going everywhere. We got hold side on, bets on. going Who, everywhere. Who's in it? This is <laughs> like a who's nice game. Texans? <laughs> you say Colts, Texans? Colts, Texans, Jags, uh-huh. and, uh, and the Titans. Tennessee Titans. With the power run game. The, the, I mean, I'm not going to say Jacksonville's going to win the division, but I will say that there will be better. They will win Houston. more than seven games. I'm saying Jacksonville okay. wins the division. Yeah, I, I love to eat. And you're saying Houston. Wait, 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 hold on. You're saying Houston, correct? I'm saying Houston. So if Houston don't win, you don't win. Okay, well, no, let's say this. Let's clarify this. <laughs> yeah. Because if uh, uh, the Jags don't win, you don't win. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, but if the Texans are in front of the Jags, no, no, I no, win. That's not what I said. That's not my bet. <laughs> okay. My so bet just is who's first? Place. Who wins the division? division Sounds like this thing is a contract. Yeah. All right. And I'm out. And I'm um, finished. What were you gonna say, Kev? Yeah, and I was I was gonna ask if they were finished or if they were done. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're both. We're both. Okay. And put Omar on the end of that. I think so we're, but no, what I was gonna name. say was being in that division though is uh-huh. kind of what would hurt Jacksonville because y'all remember. And, and I'm sorry, my my one word was gonna be the '90s, but thank you. Cool. Keep going. Um, but they made the playoffs '96, '97, '98, '99, and they were competing in that that AFC Central. They had those classic battles yes. against Tennessee and played Pittsburgh. But yes. as soon as the divi- the division got realigned, they had to play against Indy and Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. um, Steve McNair, Eddie George, and those Titans, and they've been inconsistent since. So they went from a division they used to compete in to having to play against contenders twice a year each, mm-hmm. which kind of put them down as the bottom feeders. Mm-hmm. So. How, do, you think that, do you think that the adjustments that they've made, kind of picking back off of the conversation we just had, the adjustments they've made here in this offseason, and, and I just want to plug next week's show, next week is the NFL season preview. It'll be dedicated to previewing uh, the entire 2016 season. Uh, but do you think the adjustments they've made in the offseason, Kevin, is going to allow them to, to compete? Or, or is it a case that the division has kind of come back to them? Competing meaning like, eight and eight or being in games like yeah I, I think they'll be better this mm-hmm. year with the, the moves they made um, with Bortles at the helm and I, I actually met Blake uh, Blaine Gabbert when I said Bortles earlier but they have a good quarterback they just drafted uh Jalen Ramsey right yes mm-hmm. they got another young dude um, whose name is escaping me on the D-line that they drafted but I think they got a pretty good core and the they, future. they rated Denver in off season, they raided Denver. They took yeah, Malik they Jackson. Them. They took Malik Jackson for the D line. They well, added Chris Ivory in the off season to pair with T.J. Yeldon. So they got the Thunder mm-hmm. and Lightning combo going. And they had two one thousand yard pass catchers mm-hmm. in Allen Hearns and uh, and Allen Robinson. So uh, they're on they're on the up and up. But and uh, the other teams regressed to the mean. The Colts won't be as good this year. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't I don't believe in Houston. So whatever. We don't know about Brock Osweiler. You Point do. blank. Period. We're going to find out. We will don't find know. out. We saw them all last year. It's a different team. That was the best defense. That was a historically great defense. He's not with that defense Houston anymore. has a really, really good defense. They have a really great pass transcendent rush. defensive they have player. Really, yeah, so. you know, they have a really, really good pass rush. Yeah. You know? With Clowney back, I mean, he's, he's getting... Clowney's hurt. He's hurt again? As soon as he gets up, he's hurt. No. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's back, and he's he has already... Three sacks in this preseason, so you know, watch out with him healthy on the other side of JJ. It's going to be a great this this league is a pass heavy league, okay? And he's gonna they're going to put some pressure on some quarterbacks, especially in that in, in in that conference. And the Jaguars are built to run, so they they can okay they can counteract that. We got Wolfwick, Big Daddy in the middle. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. So what we'll do is um, uh, when, you know we, talking about. when we circle back, uh, the, the next time that we actually cover the NFL History Series, we're going to cover uh, two new teams. I believe it'll be the Redskins and the Bengals. But we will circle back with the Colts and Jags and take a look at the coaches uh, that have been a part of both of those franchises and, and, and do kind of a deep dive discussion into them. Uh, but for right now, we'll wrap up this segment. Uh, I think it was a you know, good exchange of ideas and some good information given. Uh, we'll do one more uh, TLA uh, service announcement, and then we'll circle back with Hot Topics. You wake up on Sunday morning. You know exactly what you have to do when you get to work today because you know that as the team's punter, 
You only have one job today, and I mean one, job, only. Don't kick it to number 23. I will repeat it, again, don't, kick, to number 23, he is the best there is at what he does. And what did you decide to do? Your dumbass, kicks it to him anyway, <laughs> really? Why did you do that? I don't get it. He is, Devin, anytime, Hester, number 23. The greatest, special teams player, of all time. This message is brought to you by the League Ambassadors. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, is He's he is, is he going to be a Hall of Famer, Red Oak? He's the best player at his position of all time. If he's not a Hall of Famer, I don't know what that means. It means he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you truthfully think he's not a Hall of Famer? No, he's I believe he'll be. He'll, 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 he'll I don't even if you are the if you, if there are positions on a team and you are the best player ever at your position, hands down, then you have to be a Hall of Famer. But he was a receiver, though, right? No, he no. was a DB actually. He was a DB. Omar, did they move into yeah, they receiver? Did. They he, tried he's it. had he's had more success. He's had actually had more success outside of return. Outside of returning, he's the best special teams player of all time. As re- he's the best what? Mel Gray special might have something to say. About okay, so what, what was his position? Mel Gray Omar? might have something to say. <laughs> Kick returner, punt returner. No, he. I'm saying oh, he, he was he labeled had, as he, a receiver. A receiver. Yes, okay. he had more success as a DB. At first, he was a DB. He was a DB more. Kick return and punt for special, teams. <laughs> for special teams. I don't even know if you can go in the Hall of Fame for special teams. You can. I said they need to create something if you can't. No, you can't. They'll, he'll go in as a special team. So let's get into hot topics. There's a lot of juicy stuff. Uh, the first mm-hmm. thing that I want to do or want to address or bring up is uh, Mr. Joey Bosa down mm-hmm. in uh, San Diego. Uh, so this week, I believe it was on, man. on Tuesday... Uh, the San Diego Chargers just they they dropped their nuts all the way out there, yeah, they <laughs> and they said uh, they put out a statement and said an initial signing bonus. So they they basically made an offer. And so for context here, Joey Bosa has been holding out now. I don't know for this is thirty thirty forty plus days now. Not yeah. in a camp. We're almost at the end of camp, uh, and the the situation was such that uh, he either wanted offset offset language to be not included in the contract or he wanted his entire signing bonus to be paid within this calendar year 2016. This is the basis of the holdout. And so this is what San Diego did on Tuesday. They came out and they said that we've made a a fair and structurally consistent offer uh, that included an initial signing bonus payment that is larger than any player in the league uh, has received in the last two drafts. More money in this calendar year than every player in this year's draft except for Carson Wentz. The largest payment and the highest percentage of signing bonus received in the first calendar year of any Chargers first-round selection since the inception of the current collective bargaining agreement. They also went to say that they've made their best offer and that they are now pulling that offer. And so now my question is, who's overplayed their hand? I- I'm going to jump in here. First and foremost, the Chargers are a trash organization. <laughs> Let me make that clear. Message. So, Message. So that's where all this stems from. Um, but with that being said, because there's a laundry list of things that the Chargers have done over the years to players. He's not the first. That, that, that yeah. are currently Second on the roster. Yeah. That will be Hall of Famers that will go in as Chargers. Talking about LaDainian. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers. Philippe, Philippe Rivers. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, here's the thing: the whole C- the problem is, Chargers are never drafted this high right. with the current CBA, and they were already cheap. So the thing is, they're trying to get out of paying the 25 million dollars that goes to every number three pick. Mm-hmm. So not only do they want to defer the payment, but they want the offset offset language yeah. on the fifth year, so that let's say they cut Bosa this fourth year, mm-hmm. they get out of paying him eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a prenup, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is. But the thing Pretty is, much. the reason why the currents there's a there's two reasons why the main uh, components to the CBA that were put into place when it came to Ricky Scale, people were overpaying. Yep. And there was the one team that was underpaying. Mm-hmm. It was the Chargers. Article seven is for the Chargers. Wow. So who overplayed their hand? Well, well I was being said is Joey Bosa. I was. <laughs> <laughs> He had to he had to shit on the Chargers for like five minutes to say that though. But I will say this: it's it's game, game gamesmanship on both sides because 
Joey Bosa's representation didn't submit their that that last offer until, as they said, uh, was um, Camp Eve not Camp Eve. Um, uh, the, the the day before camp? Yeah, the day before camp starts. Yeah. That night, they submitted the proposal. They had a lot of time to submit it. Right. They thought they were going to get the Chargers to, because they were going to be pressured to sign him before camp starts, because he's right. not coming in if he's not trying signed. Trying to bully, bully him. Yeah, they were trying to bully him. And the Chargers are idiots anyway, so they they didn't, I think they overthought the situation when all you have to do is get a man his money, because he deserved it anyway, so just get a, man. A, get, a, get a man his money. So, man. GMs are laughing at them, like, because now, even if it, it's resolved, it's too late you ruined him. his first season because he missed training camp. That was the mm-hmm. word I was looking for. Yeah. He missed training camp. So, no matter what, even if they come to a resolution, it's a wrap for his first season. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's stupid on both sides. They tried to be smart and, and put pressure on the Chargers, and the Chargers refused to get punked. Omar, but the thing is, they're cheap. Let's go back to them being cheap. Let's go back to one of those teams, the Colts. One of those years, they had like they were thirteen and zero. They're playing uh, the Chargers. Uh-huh. That we talked about that roster off um, before we got yeah. started recording. Who was the first string running back for that team? Ladanian Tomlinson. Who was the second string running back for that team? Darren Sproles. And who was the third string running back for that team? Michael Turner. Michael the Burner Turner. Turner. Right. All three of them have been starters for other teams, and they had them. Chargers have had Super Bowl caliber teams, but they didn't want to pay, so those teams have just been decimated. Those rosters are gone. What were you going to say, Coach Joe? Um, well, we, I was going to jump in and say, I mean, I was going to piggyback on, on skin. I mean, you're talking about a two- Billion dollar franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Jack, pay the man. <laughs> yeah, pay him. I mean, he. But you, at some you point, wanted to dra- you wanted to draft him high. Mm-hmm. You know, pay the man. You're not going to disrespect me and not pay me the money. You, you, you want you got you lost all your games or how many many games in order to be the third round pick in the draft. So you drafted me. You picked me. Right. So as a rookie, right. I have no say. Right. But guess what? I have a say in. My contract. And if I have to sit out a whole year and then next year enter my name in the draft again, right. hey, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. And, you, and, it's, and, and as a former player, that's worth it? It's worth it. And the reason why I say it's worth it, look at it. His family has a history of holdouts. They sh- yeah. His father right. sure did, yeah. You know, not only his father, but the, uh, the brother. Mm. So you they're know? prepared. They're prepared. They're, he's being coached. He's being coached. Look, you don't have to worry about, hey, we got money. So do you see this? Do you <laughs> we see, got money. Do you see this ending? No, I I see him sticking to his guns. Going back in the draft next year because he'll still back. be a top but, pick next year. Yes, Why he not? Will. And the thing but, is, like the agent, they have come off wanting a hundred percent of the guaranteed money, mm-hmm. but the Chargers want only give eighty five percent. The agent came off and said, "Just give us ninety five. Yep. So the, of, the, of, the of the signing bonus. Yes, of the signing bonus. The signing bonus. Yeah, which was so, what like seventeen million. I think. Yeah, we're it's, talking about two. We're talking about a two million dollar argument right now. One point seven. One. Yeah. No one wants to move off of one point seven. It's a two one million. One point seven from a two billion dollar franchise. Well, you can't Thanos. spend their money. Pay the man. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I agree with Omar. Yeah. I mean, I, I think ultimately they both end up losing because, like Joe said, you, he's your third overall pick, which means you were terrible last year. So the help that you draft isn't playing, and you don't make any off-season moves. You guys will probably be drafting in the top three again next year. And then as a rookie, he's missing out his the whole first year of his of his career. I yeah, mean, it's, it'd be it's funny ugly. if they picked him again. No, they they can't. They can't. They no, can't. I'm just, yeah, anyone I'm joking. Else? I'm yeah. just. Hey, we want Joey again. Let's <laughs> work this out, Joey. No. All right. The, uh, the next the next hot topic we want to move to, and and this literally this story is still breaking. Um, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, who's actually competing for a job, uh, Alice Dagoon, <laughs> competing for the starting job uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, um, it came out, uh, that, uh, he's not standing or he has not stood, uh, during the national anthem, uh, before Kenya, games. Real quick, can we, yep. can we get the camera on Kevin? This is, what is Light-skinned black fist. <laughs> it's for Freddie. <laughs> Freddie mm. um, Gray and Freddie Phillips. Um, he's not standing uh, uh, for uh, the national anthem, and and just to get a little bit of of what his actual statement is, uh, Mr. Kaepernick is saying, uh, "I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way." 
there are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Uh, so Bars. my the question I want to put to you and I'll start with you, uh, mm-hmm. Ambassador Devin, is um, uh, is this a thumbs up or is this a thumbs down? I'm, I'm behind Colin, actually. Okay. Um, I'm behind anyone who's willing to stand up and and what they believe in. Um, and this is America. You should have the right to do that. The mm-hmm. thing that troubles me, he knew he was going to get some backlash, but I don't know if you've seen or heard some of the tweets, um, but it's just horrific. I mean, it's 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 always black and white, right? With the uh, with a situation like this, it's it's you you you're either for something or you're against it. You can't have a total perspective. So, like one of his tweets uh, that was sent to him was, "I hope you tear your ACL, nigger." Mm-hmm. Like, really? Because he has a choice. I mean, and the other thing that they like to go to is, um, oh, look at the privileged athlete who makes $100 million saying he's been oppressed. Mm-hmm. You can be rich and be oppressed. Mm-hmm. Or you can be rich and, and affluent and be in a good situation and feel for others in your, uh, in your demographic. Mm-hmm. So there's a disconnect there. What about the argument that him not standing for the national? So people that don't necessarily uh, disagree with him but feel like the national anthem is not the right place to do it because of what the national anthem represents in terms of uh, uh, what what you're hearing in terms of backlash is a lot of people that, feeling like it's insulting the soldiers. That's the nature of protest. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not about what he's doing. It's when he's doing it. Mm-hmm. If you are protesting and it's important to you, you do it when you have the maximum effect. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. If you're protesting, you're the only one and no one knows you're protesting. It's not a protest. Right. So don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying I'm on his side because in my world is it will always be fuck the 49ers and he plays for the 49ers. So <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> They drafted Alex Smith instead of Aaron Rodgers, and I've been suffering as a Chicago Bear fan ever <laughs> since. So fuck the 49ers. They're the reason my pain is what it is. But to say that, that's why he did it. Coach, Coach Joe, if you were Chip Kelly, you were Coach Chip Kelly, and you're trying to make a decision on who you're going to go with, does this factor into your decision-making at all? Actually, no, it doesn't. Okay. Because I'm going to always play the best 11. Right. Always, you know, I, I'll, let, you I'll let the, 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 uh, the, uh, the people above to handle that. Mm-hmm. My job is to coach the team and get it ready to win games. Tell out, out okay. Davis that. Um, my, my point on, on that, if, I, if mm-hmm. I can interject, is I'm in between. I'm stuck, okay? And, and, and I'm all about all lives matter, mm-hmm. okay? Mm. I, I'm, I, I'm, sure. What? What was that, Kevin? No, I need to hear him yeah. speak. Go What'd ahead. No, explain yourself, Joe. Well, I'm just saying I'm I'm about all lives matter because, you know, no one should be getting shot, killed, anyone at any time, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, But at the same token, I have friends in the service Mm -hmm. that's out there, you know, fighting for our country. Mm -hmm. And so I will stand for the national anthem because of them. Mm-hmm. So that's just my opinion, right? Okay, and and everyone has their own opinion. And it goes I to can... show me you don't understand what the term "Black Lives Matter" means because it's not that all lives don't matter. It's the term means Black Lives Matter also. So okay. it's, all, all... you don't you don't have to say all lives matter because that's understood. The point is it's not understood that Black Lives Matter also. So to say, all we know all lives matter. If all lives matter, there wouldn't be bodies in the street by being shot by the police and they're getting off scot-free. That is the whole point of the movement. And that is where people have this disconnect of what it actually means. We matter also. The fact that we still have to complain about this is ridiculous. That, that we have to explain that is utterly ridiculous. We matter also. Also, so Kaepernick, if you want to sit down during the national anthem, you sit down during the national anthem. Just know you're about to lose your job, and you're not going to get to pay them millions. Kevin, if that's important to you, then you do it. Okay, no, 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 no. no, Standing up against the national anthem is the perfect way to express. I mean, have you listened to the words "Land of the Free," which he feels he isn't home of the brave? He's doing something brave. It's the most American thing you can do is stand up for what you believe in. So I think we have to support him, whether you're. Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick fan or, or not. And, and, and like I said, I support what he's doing. Uh-huh. But I also support the, the, the national anthem at the same time, which my, one of my best, closest friends is in the Navy. Right. You know, so, and, and like I said, back to uh, Omar, it, 
I believe in Black Lives Matter. Okay, I believe in Asian lives matter. I believe in Hispanic lives matter. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say all lives matter, Mm because it's not just us that's getting killed. It's not. That's my, uh, you know what, I'm done. Yeah, be done. No, because, you know what, now I'm not. Since you had the point to say that. If I have to explain it to you one more time, like, I don't understand why you don't understand it. We all accept that all lives matter. That's the problem. They Who don't expect it. They, they don't. don't accept it. So how that. can you say we all accept it if you're saying they don't accept it? That's the point he's trying to make with the all uh, all lives versus Black Lives Matter. It's it's it's, it's not it's just given. Black Lives Matters only. Yeah. It's Black Lives Matter also because it has to be said. Well, then put also in it. <laughs> it's implied. Right. It's not implied. Do you, do you think the backlash is coming against him because this is the NFL? Because NBA players stood up at the ESPYs and spoke about something like this. They got do you backlash think, too. Yeah, I think they, they did, but not from the NBA. Right, but I, but I think, but but I think you know, there America, whether it's 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 real or perceived, is seen as is an ultra patriotic country. And so I think when you use, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm just explaining why I think he's getting the backlash. Uh, is that when you do something that is perceived as unpatriotic, then that's that's the buzz. Like that's that's yeah. the attention grabber, and that's that's where that comes from. Doesn't help that he's also black. He's actually biracial, uh, he's but, a day th- but he's a person of color. It doesn't it doesn't help that. <laughs> but board. I think it's more. I think it is more about the fact that he's doing something that could potentially be seen as either unpatriotic at the at the excess, at a minimum, as potentially uh, how should I say disrespectful to our servicemen. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a dynamic. Yep. But I, I personally do agree that, you know, the nature of protest, as as Omar said, the nature of protest is to do something that is against the norm, something that will call attention not only to yourself, but to the cause. And I think that that's an important fact that should not be lost. Um, and I, I do commend him for it, especially in light of the fact, I, I mean, I agree. As, especially I, in light of the fact that he's doing it while he's fighting for a job, because potentially he could get cut. And that's everything. why I said he understands the, that's how you know he means what he's doing because yeah. he understands the repercussions he knows he can lose his job tomorrow and he can get cut but to to the problem is then you have to think about he does play he decided to be a quarterback in the NFL and his actions do fall on his team so what he does he has to worry about his team so I do hope he did think about that as he did it because it's not just him everything he does the next question won't be to him it'll be to his teammates yeah. so he has to live in that locker room and that's a great point to make he, about team sports and he, is, might, and he might have been in the locker room say hey fellas mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do just to give you all the heads up I'm not standing. Yeah, yeah. and he could have explained himself to them. We don't know because we're not. I think in the he did. Room. And um, the word yeah. is that the, the the his teammates and team and and NFL players around the league all back him. The only people who are not backing him are GMs, coaches, because who wants that? Yeah. I don't think they care about protecting the shit. Yeah, it's they, taken away from the money. Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah, can't sell the business. jerseys. Yeah, and the the other thing is, is distraction. That he had been, he had for. been he had been doing it the first two preseason games, but he wasn't dressed because he was injured. Uh-huh. This weekend was the first preseason game it actually played in, so. Mm-hmm. That attention was they there. It. I think it's a good place to kind of land for the show. It's been a really good show, a very active show. Um, we thank you so much for for, uh, for for catching up with us here at 32 Kings Road. I uh, just want to reiterate again, uh, follow us at The League AM. That's on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, our Facebook page and the URL is The League AM. Also visit our website, www.theleagueam.com. Uh, we're going to get these shots going uh, with uh, our, before we hit our the favorite shot, horseshoe. Yep. Can, can I say, I love you, Redo. I love you. You got to reciprocate that, Omar. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You, do. you know what? Okay. You know what? All right. You do. We're good. I love you, Joe. I just want to say one thing. <laughs> Mr. Harrison, I do not want them problems. We don't. I don't <laughs> want them None either. Of us. None I of don't us. want them either. Harvin <laughs> Marison. <laughs> On that note, let's get Shout our... Shout out sh- to Bomani Jones let's, for that. Let's, let's show, bros. Let's get our, sh- our, 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 our shots going. And uh, like it, I said, next does, week... Does Rena get a shot? Um, Pick something. Right. Is drinking? <laughs> Next week uh, will be our NFL season preview. A really good show. I think. I think we'll have good energy around what we think is going to happen in the in the league this season. Set the tone. All right. Here we go. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. 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 Che